everyone, and welcome back to the Will Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 107. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Adam and Caitlin. What's up? Hello. Ski you. We're here. So, we're we're here. And we're near. (laughs) The three ears, and we have ears. We're near our trips that are coming. Yeah, we are. Kind of, like a week out, two weeks out, huh? Yep. Yeah, this will be the last one that comes out before our trips. And then you'll get to hear about Whale Nerds Weekend after that. <clears throat> I'm scared. What? Yeah. The last one that comes out. Oh, because you're moving. Well, yeah, but this goes out on Friday. And then that next Friday is Don't our first trip. Recording. Don't tell them we're recording early. We can tell them whatever we want to tell them. <laughs> so the 22nd? Or wait. This one goes out on the 15th. And then you fly home the 16th? Yeah. Wow, dude. And then what? What day do you get here? The 20th. I'm going to have like a big uh, banner that you have. <laughs> <laughs> like you're driving down the one and, and Adam and I will stand across the whole freeway just in case you know where you're going, dude. So you have to break through it with your truck. <laughs> it's like, there's a 38 car pile up with a purple Tacoma. <laughs> Has a ribbon around the front. I yeah, got, it just I goes got... on the windshield and just blinds me so I can't see where I'm going. I got the 20th through the 20th fourth off so this that could actually be a possibility we could actually do that oh my god no i don't know what time i'm gonna get in on the 20th it's like a 12 plus hour drive ew yeah um, yeah caitlin zooms it though she just like picks the show off back of her truck and goes you know you don't, <laughs> even stop, you don't even stop the pee once just stop for gas what Caitlin's <laughs> a boss dude stop all my friends get the all snacks my friends and use like the bathroom that. at the gas station and just driving. go they're like we can't stop and i'm like what do you mean i want to look at a view or like chill no no do no, some no. yoga and they're like but ah, also we're going there's nothing to look at on i-5 anyway besides like fields and farms wait do you go yeah, through like true. uh what's that place right at the border where the like it's like a mountain area yeah, like by Lake by Lake Shasta and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty around there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's pretty all the way to there, and then once you get south, there, it's like there's it's nothing a, to look at. Like Redding's cool, right? like just fields. dirt. Yeah, Good. dirt and buildings. Dude, I saw uh, it's almond trees. Yeah, that? your mom. The <laughs> heck! It's never snowed that late in the year in my whole life. They said they haven't had snow in April in Portland for like forty years or something. Maybe in like five more years, it'll be like, we'll just switch the earth around and we might have winter during during summer and summer will be like, just going to change the hemispheres. December will like be the spring. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool to switch it up every like five years. It switched like the whole earth rotated. The magnetic poles do switch. They do randomly switch, but not like that. It's not going to change the way that it's not going to flip no. the whole planet up. Like, yeah. whole planet <laughs> oh, that'd be cool there, though. There was a video, you guys, that these guys were going out fishing, and Margo. I saw it. On, I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, "The beach looks so familiar." I was like, "That looks like Marina, or like it looks like you know the big sand dune, like a long stretch of beach." And this, the fisherman pulls up to two girls and. Oh like, yeah, no, that happened there. Yeah. Was what? it old or is it new? And it just no, it just happened? happened. It just yes. happened. These and two girls were swimming at the beach when I think that day that it was really hot last week, and yeah. they got stuck in a rip current and they got pulled away from the shore. And some fishermen that were out salmon fishing found them and rescued them, and they were like almost hypothermic by the time they got them out of the water. Yeah, they like wow. were they like oh. Or like, dude, they were out and like when they got them onto the boat, they like basically fell over. Like, dude, you know. Yeah, they like collapsed. They were so cold. Like yeah. the water's cold. Like you can get in the water, but like not for that long. And they were out. Like they were like a quarter. Yeah. Like they were like in the video almost a quarter mile beach. But yeah, I just barely saw the power plants, but I couldn't get it to stop in that second. I was trying, but yeah. I, was, I was like, babe, that is the moss landing power plants. Like, no, yeah, sure. it definitely happened. And yeah, oh, that's horrible. Can you like that is so scary? Yeah. Well, they're lucky that they those guys stopped and saw them because, like, if it's just your head bobbing out of the water and you don't have any bright colors on you, like, yeah, a boat might get scatter. way too close before they realize you're a person. It's so odd, like, so crazy that it's just pulling them away from the beach, like they couldn't get mm-hmm. to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, if you're in a rip current, what do you float do? You gotta float swim, out, swim parallel. Swim yeah, parallel to the shore. Yeah, and then float on your back when you get tired, because yep. it'll be uh, a while to get in. Sheesh. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, they're very lucky that someone saw them. Scary. Okay, so now we can um, get started. So thank you to everyone that supports us in some way, shape, or form, whether that's Patreon, coming on trips, listening to the podcast, rating or reviewing the podcast, telling people about it. We, we really, really, really appreciate you all um, sticking with us and also just supporting the work that we do. It means a lot to us. Um, we got an email the other day from someone who works at a dolphin watch in, I think, in Delaware. And they sent us an email saying that they love the podcast. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, that's so nice of you to say. So that's cool. Yeah. I've seen dolphins off the coast of Delaware. So, you know, if you want to go watch what watch dolphins in Delaware, go for it. I don't even know where Delaware is. <laughs> right next to New Hampshire, where I don't know where that is either. <laughs> or Maine. He's like, where the heck is Maine? <laughs> no, I know where that is. Keep going Maine's up. easy. Maine's the, Maine's, the, Maine's the furthest one. But Delaware is like a weird ones. one in weird one in the middle after uh, Jersey. It's like, Ro- it's like Rhode well, Island or something. First crap. off. Wait, hold on. Pull the map. No offense. Let me pull Google Earth. Well, they messed up when, I mean, we've talked about this before, but they messed up when they put, um, uh, what was it? Yeah, Massachusetts. Boston, yeah, Boston Boston's above New York. Way below, like, New Jersey. Like, New York, yeah. It makes no sense that it's above them. <laughs> like, when I went to New York last fall, so they was like, wait, you went south to get to New York? I was like, yeah, Boston is north. It makes no sense. <laughs> it is? I know. It literally, it makes no sense. I don't think they taught it in school. I, I really think that it's something that needs to be addressed because it's not it's not above it and for some reason they have it wrong on the the map but really uh, oh man where the hell is boston i'm it even makes sense like the way new york comes off on that peninsula it should connect to nova scotia like (laughs) yeah that's crazy the arm the arm motions for me slater just (laughs) it's it oh yeah it is north someone messed that up for for real (laughs) because I wonder when it changed. I gotta look up when they changed it. I thought, I thought it was more like I thought it was more like Philadelphia area. So I mean, my... Philadelphia is not that far from there either. Yeah, but it's that's where I thought that's south of New York. That's exactly where I thought Boston was. Yeah. No. Oh, you thought Boston and Philadelphia were near each other? No. 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 Yeah. I swear <laughs> I've been there too. So. <laughs> No, it's like as you go down the Easter Seaboard, it's like Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, I think New it's Jersey. Also in your mind, you think of New York as well, as Rhode like Island, too, though, Connecticut, like New-, New Jersey. Man, I'm usually pretty good with geography, but that's kind of sad of me. And Slater. Not me, dude. I never said I was good at geography. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do for your chart for your captain's class? Uh, I had uh, Virginia. Chesapeake. Chesapeake Bay, Virginia. Yeah, I did Long Island Sound, which was like Connecticut and New York. Chesapeake Bay, Virginia. I don't even know where that is, dude. I went through the Chesapeake. Norfolk, I remember all this, man. With no, our chart plotter actually stopped working when we got to the Chesapeake, so we just winged it. (laughs) I do think it's funny that... I have to have a chart on my boat that literally the chart, if I unroll it, it's as big as my whole back deck. So it's like, <laughs> hold on, let me take my bench seats out so I can get a good place to lay down. Can't do my three-point fix. Oh, and then I can't use my protractor, so. All right, so other announcements we have. Um, our April trips, we have seven seats left on Friday. Saturday sold out and then six on Sunday. Dang, we're almost there. And um, you can find everything you want to know about the trips on thewhalenerds.com. You can also see our blog there. You can buy merch there. Uh, And then also we have video versions of our episodes from episode 100 onward. So if you want to see me like losing it just now while Slater's like pointing about the map, in the video 
uh, you can check that out on our YouTube. Uh, we also have a beach cleanup going on for Earth Day after our first whale watch of the weekend on April 22nd. So if you want to join us, we'll be meeting at 2.30 at the Moss Landing Viewpoint parking lot. And we'll be cleaning Moss Landing State Beach from 2.30 to 4.30. We will be providing grain bags from Alvarado Street Brewery. Thank you very much for donating those to us. And we'll bring, um, <clears throat> we'll have gloves for you, but if you want to bring your own PPE or your own trash uh, pickers or anything like that, we definitely recommend it. Also, please bring sun protection and water. And you can either park right there at the check-in location or you can park in Moss Landing Harbor and then walk around Jetty Road to come meet us. So yeah, that's free. You can RSVP on our Facebook page if you want, but also you could just show up at 2.30. We would love to have you help us clean the beach for Earth Day. Time to get in. <clears throat> we it. get in at 1.30. Okay. Unless Grab a snack to go from uh, Lemongrass. What if we have 1,000 people show up for the beach cleanup? Oh, man, that would be awesome. And Then, then it's going to be one clean beach. We clean, yeah. we just like break out. And then they just go like towards Santa Cruz and towards Monterey. <laughs> they just clean the <laughs> entire thing. Have but, people just go around to the other side of the jetty. I guess they have to walk around the harbor, but we'll just build a bridge for them. <laughs> Dude, that you could like really clean the whole beach if you set out to do it really could dude amanda amanda and i and like some other people some, some of our other friends we did beach cleanup back at that same spot we did earlier this year at Kahu, like next kahului harbor oh my god we filled 18 bags in an hour and a half <clears throat> all it takes is one windy day to show a bunch of stuff up like well, and then there was like, I think there was like a pile of stuff that had sort of been formed by the wind or somebody that had been trying to clean up the beach, but then had nowhere to put all the trash. So they like piled it up right by the parking lot. And then like other people just added their regular trash to it. And like just that one spot took us like an hour to clean. It was just this mountain of garbage. It was horrible. Oh, it smelled so bad. There was like food and like, oh, we found a scorpion. It was gnarly. That's cool. I mean, it was cool, but it was really gross. <laughs> Sounds pretty gross. Yeah, but we picked up a lot of stuff. That's for sure. We'll be there or be square. Yeah, we'd love to see you over the weekend, um, whether it's at a beach cleanup or on a trip. It'd be really awesome. So, sightings. Did you guys go on the water? Yeah, I had a whole bunch of trips this week, Caitlin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nah, I guess I would have canceled it anyways because of the weather. So, yeah. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think. Oh, actually, kind of funny. Last trip we ran, we went to our like local humpback spot, and there was nothing there. So, my so did theory... you get skunked? No, we, we found one at the very end, but we only got one look at it as it was diving because we were so late. And we found a big pot of dolphins. But then the next trip, we found nothing. And my theory is that we had a bunch of Newport people on the boat and they brought their Newport luck to Santa Barbara. My so the theory is that they all swam up to Monterey already. Yeah, my theory is, is they, <laughs> I hate to say it, Adam, but Monterey just seems to be the place where they like to be. <laughs> Imagine they nah. just all leave here and we have no humpbacks the entire summer. Don't say that. It, it can't happen. Caitlin's moving back. This has been going on since before I was alive. Don't don't say that. No, nah, it's okay. I uh, I know exactly where they went. They went to the, get, the coastline. Yeah, four, no. You wanted no. No. Ours ours moved like coastally, but like way further. I guess west. Yeah, Big Sur, Monterey. <laughs> no, it's north. <laughs> yeah, but you so, kind of got to go northwest to get around that point. They're so around there. They're around there somewhere. <laughs> what, like Gaviota? Yeah, they're at Gaviota. I got a bunch of reports from people just like looking at them from shore from Gaviota. But oh, there's a oh, I thought it was called All Right. I was like, there's a, a point called All Right, but it's Our Light. Yeah, oh. it's above Gaviota. Well, yeah, I, I saw mean, whales. I haven't seen crap, really. <laughs> I can't believe there's still whales in Maui. Like, I'm actually nervous about going to work tomorrow because I'm like, am I going to find them? Like, how mad could really? it be? Oh, it's warm blue water and it's beautiful. Yeah, but there's no food. 
No, but I'm saying how mad could your passengers be when it's so beautiful? Oh, well, it's not been that nice. Like, yeah. it, the channel's been pretty ugly. So, what do you mean? Like There's the, freaking, like, 12 million humpbacks to go to Maui every year. There's going to be so many stick around there are a few around so the last couple trips i ran after we recorded the last episode there's still whales around um but they're starting to get more and more difficult to watch so yeah we got really lucky with uh we came up on the end of a competition group and like for a while we followed one whale that was like leaving the group and i didn't realize that it was and then i was like wait a second there's only one whale here like let's circle back around and go find the rest of the group and all that was left was the mom, calf, and escort. And they, they were resting after, you know, running around a whole bunch. And at one point, the we just shut the boat off and, like, we're hanging with the calf. And then the escort flew out of the water right next to the boat. Like, Dang. right next to the boat. It was so cool. And he was, like, he was, like, breaching, like, forward and then, like, had his peck pins out wide. Like, you know how they do that weird little, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. He did that like three or four times and then started peck slapping and then the mom came up and then they made a couple of nice close passes by the boat. But that was like one of the last nice encounters I had with whales. The rest of that day, they're staying down like 15 minutes and like moving and it was rough. And like the only moms and calves we found were going up into the wind. And I was like, oh, getting to the end of whale season here it's getting tough only have three more days i hope i can find whales all three days damn the latest uh sighting of a humpback in maui like july august june june yeah and the earliest is october june that's kind of weak wow dude like if they say till july or august i'd be like Okay, now you're crazy. Now you're a boss. But maybe not though. Do we you don't think know, we don't know when they left? What if they left three months late? You know what I mean? Like there's like, I'm hungry. Do you think that there's <laughs> that whales in a lot? Like it's it's a it's a there's a better chance for whales to stick in their feeding grounds year round than than it is for their breeding grounds, right? Oh, 100 percent Yeah. There's no food. Yeah. I mean, there 100%. were technically a hump, there was humpbacks in I think every single month of the year here. Yeah, same here. So and that's like, especially in California, that's kind of tricky because those whales could be coming and going from multiple feeding grounds or breeding yeah, grounds. Yeah. So what I'd really want to know is how long one single individual was sighted throughout the, like, can you prove that one individual whale was there all winter? There were whales, but were they different whales that were coming and going? So there was always humpbacks present, but different individuals. That's what I would really want to know. Oh, I think all the humpbacks that have been seen throughout the winter months and like even now, some of them, actually we're starting to see some regulars this week i think yeah but um they're like bc whales like british yeah. columbia like up so then it's like did they Oregon. come down and just stop in monterey for the weather winter or did they like go to hawaii and then cut back up to monterey before they go up to bc because hmm. i think that's a route too where they like maybe they go straight to hawaii to get there but on their way back they come up to they hit across to California and then go up. Yeah, because I think one of the first, I think one of the first uh, whales that was sighted in Hawaiian Islands and here was like Eureka. So like it came probably straight across, you know, mm-hmm. just north of us. So, hmm. well, I'm sure in another couple of years, Happy Whale will have it figured out. Since we're on the subject of Maui, yeah, we're going to talk about spinner dolphins. Hawaiian spinner dolphins. I would love to see one of those. They are. Oh, you didn't see one? No. <clears throat> They're pretty cool. Maybe Adam's bad luck. I'm starting to. Well, I <laughs> no, dude. I well, didn't I even pet a... it all the time. I didn't even pet a whale. Yeah, but then I went on that streak there where we had the freaking Rizzo's hunt. We had the blue whale day. We had the doll's porpoise day. <laughs> we had the freaking smileys. So I'm chilling, dude. I mean, yeah, all it doesn't right. matter, dude. The ocean just gives you what it wants when it wants. Yeah, that's no. true. You can try as hard as you want, but they ain't there. They ain't there. Yeah. All right. So spinner dolphins, what is a spinner dolphin? They are one of the most frequently encountered cetaceans around the near shore waters of Pacific islands, but you can actually see them offshore in tropical waters, pretty much all around the world. 
Um, they are one of the most acrobatic species. They get their name spinner dolphin because they leap out of the air and then they spin like longitudinal, longitudinally. Is that right? Is that the right word? Longitudinally. And they can spin up to seven times before they fall back into the uh, water. Yeah, well, I can do eight. Well, okay. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, they have a fairly triangular dorsal fin and a very long beak, and they're usually five to seven feet long, and they weigh less than 200 pounds, so they're not super big. They're like common dolphin size. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a common dolphin, but like a more triangular a shaped darker. dorsal fin in all gray. No, yeah, they're like, they're like a, they're like a common dolphin gone goth. Sort of sure <laughs> um they are a nocturnal hunter so they tend to feed at night on small fish shrimp and squid they usually feed in about 650 to 1000 feet uh depth and they take advantage of the vertical migration at night of deep sea creatures where they come up higher to the surface layers of the water at nighttime and then they spend a lot of time resting near shore in shallow water during the day so they are encountered around Hawaii very often, um, but you can also see them in the, in the North Pacific. You can see them around Central America, offshore of Mexico, um, and then they also find them in the Indian and Western side of the Pacific Oceans, too. So that's spinner dolphins. Okay, so Hawaiian spinner, spinner dolphins, dolphins have been in the news a lot because they're was a pretty big industry of ecotourism, a pretty big section of the ecotourism industry in Hawaii that was dedicated to swimming with them. Now, the tours operate during the daytime, obviously, because that's when people are going out on boats, but that's when the dolphins are sleeping. So uh, NOAA has come out with some new rulings. Uh, the most recent change to the ruling was September 28th of 2021. They finalized the rule and they, um, it's guided by the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So it says it prohibits swimming with, approaching, or remaining within 50 yards of a Hawaiian spinner dolphin. The rule applies to any vessel, person, or object, including boats, canoes, stand-up paddleboards, drones, and any other means that is within two nautical miles from shore in the main Hawaiian islands and in designated waters bounded by the islands of Lanai, Maui, and Kahoolawe. This rule also prohibits the approach by interception or placing a vessel, person, or other object in the path of a spinner dolphin so that the dolphin approaches within 50 yards of the vessel, person, or object. So there are eight exceptions to these uh, prohibitions listed in the regulations, and I'll read them off for you. So people who inadvertently come within 50 yards of Hawaiian spinner dolphins or are approached by a spinner dolphin provided they make no effort to engage or pursue the animal and take immediate steps to move away from it. So if the dolphin comes to you, you just need to like stand by and then get out of the way. And then get out, yeah. Yeah. Vessels that are underway and approached by a spinner dolphin provided that they continue normal navigation and make no effort to engage or pursue the animal. So if they come off course and start bow riding, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> vessels transiting to or from a port harbor or a restricted channel to maintain safe navigation when 50 yards distance will not allow the vessel to maintain safe navigation. So if you're coming to and from port yeah. and you can't a go vessel, off course. Yeah. Um, in your maneuvers. Vessel operations necessary to avoid imminent and serious threats. Um, vessels that are anchored or aground and approached by spinner dolphins provide that the vessel makes no effort to engage or pursue the animal. <laughs> I think you're probably not going to make an effort to pursue the yeah. dolphins if you're anchored your or boats, if you're yeah. aground. Um, people or vessels conducting activities authorized through a NOAA permit, uh, government vessels and personnel conducting official duties, and commercial vessels that accidentally take a spinner dolphin during normal fishing operations, provided they're operating legally according to the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So... The only one I don't get is like, I mean, I guess I understand it's you have to keep like you're not allowed to actively like turn your boat with the dolphins. You have to like yeah. keep going, but it's like, I did. If the dolphin wants to hang out, like, who are you to tell it no? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, I yeah, as long as you're not turning into the pod further, you know, like you're just maintaining yeah. your course and speed. That's but it's like, but it's, it's like imagine if they did that. 
love the boat. Imagine if they did that here with commons, like people would have a freaking cow. But then again, people aren't swimming with commons like on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So talking to um, you guys know Haley Newell. Yeah, so she worked in Oahu at one of those companies and she said it was pretty gnarly. Like they would get, they would leapfrog ahead of a pod of swimming yeah, dolphins yeah, yeah. and then like just drop all the snorkelers on the top of them. And she was like, it was not cool. Um, so like it was definitely getting out of hand in Hawaii. So that's I, kind I of the new. The I new don't understand how that's rules. legal in the, like, what's the, where's the legality in that in the first place? You know, it's like, it was just, well, see, because. People because of pilot whales there too like i don't really that's understand. in kona yeah so i think some of that is because it's happening offshore out of state waters so it's like jurisdiction starts to get real blurry but with the spinner dolphins it's happening very close to shore people are swimming from the beach sure yeah people are paddling out to them people are dropping off boatloads of people in front of them um because the spinner dolphins especially are very predictable in some parts of the Hawaiian islands as far as like where they're going to be every morning while they rest um so to take this another step further uh Noah is also considering a time area closure uh method so like from 6 a.m to 3 p.m in parts of the big island and also parts of Maui um you can't be in that zone at all like you cannot swim there. You cannot be in a kayak there. You can't be in a boat there. It's a, it's a closed zone to protect so the like animals. The, the, it's gonna, that'll affect like the Lanai trips, right? When you go across, that's usually every time there, I've seen them, they're over there. Yeah, there is, there is a zone that's time area closed over there already that you can't take the boat in there. Um, so it's funny because if you look up like, you know, Pacific white-sided dolphins and like the first link is fisheries, you know, it's NOAA. Mm-hmm. And, and and the little like preview of the text it goes these extremely playful dolphins are often seen bow riding it's like <laughs> yeah 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 and jumping and foot and somersaulting and even spinning in the air but it's like yeah so with spinner dolphins part of why i wanted to like look all this up is because i was curious about it um you know since i drive a boat in an area where you encounter them i wanted to make sure i had a good handle on the rules and with spinners, um, some mornings they're a lot like Rizzo's where they're sleeping and they don't really want to engage with the boat at all. They're just in their little tight knit group and they're just, you can tell they're napping. And so that's where I'm like, yeah, definitely stay at least 50 yards away. Let them do their thing. You may not get great looks at them because they're not very big and 50 yards away is quite a distance for an animal that size, but it's like, they're sleeping. You got to let them do yeah, their let thing. Them do the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but there are other days where like, I saw the group. I was more than 50 yards away. They turned course and started bow riding. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stay on the outside of the group and just like, let them do their thing. Like, you know, and it took a while. Like I had to turn way off course, like 40 degrees off course to get them to leave the bow of the boat. Are they um, endangered or threatened? Yeah. Uh, I think they are threatened. Ten. Like Pacific white side dolphins are not endangered or threatened. Let's see what the status is. So that's right. Conservation and management protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act. But like, yeah, well, what's their status? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, it for some reason. I can't find it. I'll look. Depleted. They're what's considered that? depleted. Um, and is that is the hawaiian spinner dolphin its own like subspecies is it its own population they're a subspecies of gray's spinner dolphin yeah gotcha okay so yeah then they should definitely be treated differently like yeah well and it's these protections are applicable to hawaii so um, i mean just, just in the first place it's like i i that's why it's like the whole swim with animals. It just has to be done at the at like a, like I do think it can be done, and I think it can be done. I too, think it has to sure. be done at a right time. And it's mm-hmm. like if you clearly have to keep putting yourself in front of the animal, it's yeah, just like that captain that we had in Maui. He goes, he goes. I go over. I take a look at the mom and calf. If the mom and calf turn and go away from us multiple times, I just go find a new mom and calf or a new mm-hmm. you know yeah. set of whales to look at because yeah, clearly I'm not going to waste my time. You know, trying to follow well, it doesn't want to be seen. So it's like you can yeah. easily see that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
yeah that's the thing it's just when you but when you put people that don't know what they're doing or can't read animal behaviors on it and you make something like that available and it's like you said it's like not even well what happened to companies at that point it's just people randomly doing it that don't happen is like a company you know it's like oh it starts off with just a couple but the demand is so high that there's like we yep. have to try to do it every day because, yep. you know, that's yep. thousands of dollars a day you're missing out on if you don't do it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. The people pleasing aspect of it is hard because you're right. Like that captain, that was awesome that they explained that to the guests and was like, yeah. I'm not going to stick with these it. guys because they don't want to be watched. And there's plenty of other choices. But like if, if the captain or the crew doesn't take that time to explain it to the people, they're like, why are you driving away from the whale? Like, this is BS. Like I didn't pay for this, for that experience. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there is a method See here. The, a, robust est- a robust estimate for the population size of spinner dolphins is only available. Available when? <laughs> froze. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. He'll come back. Anyways, rough estimate, something. So we're. Can you hear me? I'm back. Oh, you're, you're back. back. What happened? Okay, I don't know. I just it just froze. Uh, it says the Hawaii island stock is 600, and there's an Owa- Oahu four island stock is estimated to be 300. So yeah, that's pretty small. Yeah. So there's a couple like um, question and answer pages that I'll provide links to in the Facebook page, but like. Why are essential daytime habitats, what are essential daytime habitats and why is undisturbed daytime rest important for Hawaiian spinner dolphins? And they write, spinner dolphins have very specific behavior pattern of hunting at night and resting during the day. During the day, dolphins use areas close to shore that have optimal environmental conditions for dolphins to socialize, nurture their young and shelter from predators and rest in preparation for the nightly foraging. These specific areas are considered spinner dolphin essential daytime habitats. So that's like defining the term they're using in the regulations. Um, Spinner dolphins disturbed during this rest period may engage in avoidance or distress behaviors and lack of consistent and undisturbed rest periods can reduce the amount of energy available to them for foraging at night and caring for their young. The rate of chronic exposure of Hawaiian spinner dolphins in their daytime essential habitat may place resident stocks at risk through habitat displacement or reduced fitness as seen in other dolphin populations. So because it is a very specific group of animals in a very specific place, they're much more susceptible to chronic disturbance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can see that. I, I mean, I feel kind of similar about the Rizzo's. Like, yeah. I, I, I personally, like, I definitely, you can get good looks at Rizzo's, but I, I when I hear them on the radio and it's like, and my, and I can see that my pastors, cause they can hear the radio. Right. I'm yeah. Like, usually the Rizzo's are far. They're always in Monterey and I'm like, yeah, it's like 12 miles. they're right so off like, Cannery row. Yeah. Most of the time I'm probably not gonna go anyways, but it's like, I'm always like, oh, I feel bad. Cause I hope they don't think I'm like, just not going, but it's like, it might not be the greatest show either. And we run all the way over there when we could yeah. potentially see something else. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just don't, I love Rizzo too. Like I love the dolphin species. I just don't think they're my favorite to watch. I don't know yeah no they're definitely they can be hard to watch sometimes that's just the way it is and like you shouldn't push it if they're hard if they are hard to watch you know it's like if they don't want to be watched then they'll make it pretty obvious i do want a rizzo tattoo though so i mean (laughs) just so you know i like them i just (laughs) yeah no it's like i like them i like them too but i don't want to you know be like like, the 10th boat that's looked at them while they're trying to take a nap like yeah, if that's what they're doing. I'm not saying they are. I don't know exactly what yeah. they're doing there. Sometimes they're, just, they're not. Sometimes they're, they're hunting during the day. Sometimes they're traveling. <laughs> they are a hard dolphin to read. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're not like, it's like, I don't know. It's just funny. They're they're <laughs> just doing their own thing. It's not like, I, I almost feel like I can communicate with white sides and commons and bottoms. The Rizzo, it's just like. It's yeah, dude, like, they're turned off to the world. Foreign like, language, dude. Like, <laughs> isn't that funny? Like, do you, do you get what I mean by that? It's just like the other ones, they come over and you're like, ah, we're friends. Yeah, but the, the Rizzos, Rizzos are like, like nah. I'm right next to you, but nah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm good over here. You get over there? <laughs> okay, so a little more details on the different stocks. So in 2010, National Marine Fishery Service recognized five island-associated stocks and one pelagic stock 
of Hawaiian spinner dolphins. And they do have genetic distinctions as well as geographic residency patterns. So three of the five island associated stocks are Kauai and Nihau, Oahu and Maui County, and then Hawaiian Island. And then um, there are three stocks that reside in waters around their namesakes around out to up to 10 nautical miles from shore. Um, None of these stocks are depleted or strategic, but population estimates for each stock are a small number of individuals. Um, And then it talks more about like their, their patterns. And then how they came up with those essential daytime habitats. This is like the full on like press release information from NOAA with the ruling. This is like the rationale piece. Um, In 2001, the International Fund for Animal Welfare reported an emerging dolphin watching industry in Hawaii as whale watch operators looked for year round uh, tour options. In 2017, it was estimated that there were 100 tour operators providing tours that enabled direct interactions with spinner dolphins in the main Hawaiian islands, such as swim with tours. In addition to commercial tour operations, visitors, local residents, and participants in dolphin associated retreats also independently access spinner dolphin populations from shore by swimming, kayaking, paddleboarding, or using other watercraft. So this pretty got pretty out of hand. That is absolutely out of hand. So um, that's, that's just another reason why like we can't have things like <laughs> yeah once one person does it everybody wants to do it yeah it's, uh, so there were a whole bunch of like alternatives considered during this decision making process um alternative one is to take no action continue to let people do that alternative two was to come up with guidelines that were swim with regulation guidelines Um, Alternative three was swim with and approach regulation guidelines. And then alternative 3A was swim with and 50 yard approach regulations. Alternative 3B was swim with and 100 yard approach regulations. Alternative four was mandatory time area closures in the five essential daytime habitats and swim with and approach regulations. And alternative five was voluntary time area closures in the five selective habitats swim with and approach regulations. And so they sort of go through this whole like chart of how they decided what to go with. I believe they're going with alternative 3A, which is um, NIMS would prohibit, prohibit swimming with and approaching Hawaiian spinner dolphins within 50 yards by any means. These prohibitions apply to all forms of swimming with and approaching in water or air. Forms of approaching spinner dolphins include, but are not limited to, swimming, operating a manned or unmanned, motorized or non-motorized, self-propelled or human-propelled, or submersible-propelled. <laughs> How many times can you say it? <laughs> operating an unmanned aircraft system or drone and swimming at the water surface or underwater, such as scuba or freediving. This also in- includes the approach by interception. In other words, placing a vessel or person in, pa- in the path of an oncoming spinner dolphin so that the dolphin spin- swims within 50 yards of that person or vessel, also known as leapfrogging. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this alternative is consistent with the Dolphin Smart Program criteria, uh, which is already a campaign through NIMPS and NIMPS go- guidelines, which advise boaters to stay 50 yards away from marine mammals to prevent disturbance. So. That's the option they went with. That's what I read off at the beginning of the episode. And there's all kinds of like more details and rationale for that alternative. If you want to read it, I'll provide this in the um, in the Facebook comments with the show notes. So why did I want to talk about it at all? Besides one, I wanted to know about it. Well, did you catch that when I said a retreat, dolphin retreat? Swimming from shore. Dolphin retreat. That's written explicitly in these guidelines or rationale that that there's all those tour operators plus all these people doing it from shore. So there's a lawsuit that is now surfaced about the rule banning swimming with dolphins in Hawaii. So here's the article I came across. A ban by uh, NOAA prohibiting people from swimming with spinner dolphins in Hawaii is being challenged in court. 
The rule is unconstitutional according to Pacific Legal Foundation, a national nonprofit that defends Americans threatened by government overreach and abuse that filed a lawsuit on behalf of several plaintiffs. It's accusing NOAA of overstepping its bounds and allowing a civil servant not appointed by the president or confirmed by the Senate to instill a rule not within their legal authority. Oh my God. <laughs> NOAA Fisheries finalized these rules in September and it banned people from swimming with, approaching, or remaining within 50 yards of spinner dolphins. It applies to any person, object, boats, canoes, paddleboards, drones, etc. The regulation was meant to protect spinner dolphins against disturbance and intense viewing pressures from commercial and recreational wildlife viewers. The Pacific Legal Foundation said the ban was an unlawful move by a low level federal bureaucrat. <laughs> who destroyed a business avenue central to the lives, livelihoods of many Hawaiians. Dolphin guide Lisa Denning lost 90% of her business after the ban, according to this legal group. Another business owner, Shelly Carey, who is a boat captain and runs Dolphin Discovery, saw a dramatic drop in revenue. I'm assuming that these people mostly made their money off swim with tours. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine, you know, fun it is? Yeah. Dolphins? And you're like, and now your whole business is illegal. So, small business owners and mental health professionals in Hawaii filed a lawsuit Wednesday, pushing back against what they call Hawaii-specific regulation. Pacific Legal Foundation, who is representing the group for free, said professionals who depended on the industry are now struggling. Uh, one of the plaintiffs, Eliza Wiley, works as a therapist and said she can no longer conduct an important part of her practice, which included swimming with dolphins. Oh my God. This powerful form of exper experiential therapy draws out emotions in patients who have difficulty in traditional talk therapy settings. This ban completely shuts down this mode of therapy without regard for value, uh, for the value individuals receive from interacting with playful animals, despite the lack of harm to the Hawaiian spinner dolphin population. The prohibition of dolphin interactions also threatens the tourism industry that relies heavily on respectful interactions with wildlife. Especially when regulations have devastating implications for businesses and individuals, it is crucial that decision makers can be held accountable. Under the constitution, issuing regulations is the job appointed of officials who answer to the democratic process, not low level bureaucrats. Damn, these are freaking. <laughs> Those are some Karens if I've ever heard some Karens. Who knew? Swim with dolphin therapy. Who knew? Well, I mean, I, I, good. I, I, see, I see where they're coming from, right? It's their business and they built their business on it. But they built their business around something that was going to be taken away at some point or another. I mean, you can like, say that about whale watching. I'd say it. And on top of that, though, think about this. They don't just shut down commercial fishing or commercial lobster or crab or any of true. it. And... And what's the main reason behind that? Because it feeds and supports a, and it's a business and like it's I guess so. So it's yeah. kind of like I mean it's it goes both ways. That, yeah, it's pretty funny that they'll quickly shut down that, but not you know fishing. So. Yeah. And they have to shut down certain fishing stuff. I'm not saying they yeah, have they they definitely yeah. and they push and they push back. Um, I just didn't even know that that was effort. like a part of the industry. I remember. I, I have I no idea seeing... that people did therapy by swimming with wild animals. I How... remember one of the like the people on social media that's like big in this region or whatever was like furious about this, and I couldn't really understand why at the moment. And I get it to an extent, but it's like there's so much there's so many other things to do in Hawaii. I feel like like can't you watch something else? Not that much there though. I mean. You can still watch dolphins. You just can't swim with them. What? What? I watch them from fifty yards away. Only thing I'll say is, if you're actually like just swimming at the beach and the dolphins come over to you, like they can get away from you. So it's kind of like that's that's where I say like you're just a pedestrian going to the beach. But if you're paying for a snorkel tour and they're like taking you, I understand that part of it. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of like. If I was at the beach and dolphins came over, I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably not gonna get out right away. Like, what, what do you yeah, mean? No, for sure. Like, like, I'm gonna, like, I mean, uh, the thing is, is the islanders and I, I'm gonna take a photo, right? That's my whole goal is like, I'd wanna get a photo of it. But if I'm still, if I'm just snorkeling around looking at some turtles and the dolphins swim up to me, it's like, I'm yeah, but that's the, the dolphin like, approached you at that too. point. <laughs> yeah, the dolphin yeah. approached you at that point, though. So, like, that's 
you know, you're just supposed to just stand by till you can safely remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, if that's the rule and you can stand by for, I mean, how long can you stand by for? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's still minutes, a gray area. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you stay for 30 minutes, he's still circling you. It's like, sorry, I guess I can't leave, dude. You're still by me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for 45 days. He never left me. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like a hundred tour operators plus all those shore-based excursions and experiences. That's a lot. Like, that's, See, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the lot. thing with these things. How many they operators? Could, they could abs- They could absolutely do something like this and do it responsibly if they had the right captains and the right companies it's not, it's, in place that could read the animals right. But and then they, who gets re- to be the judge of that? Well, you apply for a permit. You 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 apply for it through NOAA, whatever. And there's five companies that do it, and that's it. You know, and they're 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 regulated to to two boats each, whatever the case is. You know, that's kind of how it is with whales. the DR. That's how swim with whales is in the DR. There's only three three companies permitted to go out there. It's a maximum of six hundred passengers a season. Like the that's Lagoon the way it Baja, like yes, yeah, Lagoon Baja, exactly. Just like you can only go swim with humpback whales from nine a.m. to eleven, and then after that, they're like that's it, and there's only five boats allowed to do it, and you all have to have your own whales. If you don't have your own whale. And the whale, like, and that, that's another thing. You can't do the thing where you keep drop yourself off. For, that's not swimming with in the front whale. Of, it's not. It's the not. Whale, it's you not. have to find a humpback that is literally curious. Uh, no, like the humpbacks that mug your boat. Those are the yeah, whales. Those that you, you can get, get in the with. water with. But it can't be one that you're hopping in front of. Like, yeah, I'm gonna jam up. Like that's how they do the blue whale swims. And it's like, dude, you're not swimming with a blue whale. Yeah. Like th- you're chasing a blue whale. Like getting that, like, in the water, you know, looking at it. <laughs> kind of. If you, if you think about it at all. The only way to swim with the blue whale would be in the feeding ground or, well, I guess they're kind of always in the feeding ground, right? But like while they're feeding, because when they come up in Monterey, right, they hop, they do a circle there for like 10 minutes. So they circle the exact spot they're going to be and then they go down. That's the only time you'd be able to swim with the blue whale is if it was circling. But if it's traveling, you ain't swim with no blue whale, dude. What are you going to do? Like one kick, it's a hundred feet long. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a hundred, it's gone. So I do think it could be done, but yeah, I have like what happened is is they allowed so many companies with no regulation, and then it ended up screwing the companies in the end because yeah, it just got out of hand. It yeah. could have been like three spots on Kona instead of the whole entire coastline, right? Yeah, or like whatever. It well, is. and it was happening around Oahu a lot too. So, yeah, I I I understand how people are devastated, right? Because you built your entire business around it. And you literally have like nothing, but I think that it is with the dolphins best interest at heart and they didn't completely remove the option of dolphin viewing. They just removed the swim with, especially if there's like, I didn't realize the population was that small. Like, yeah. Yeah. Only 600. Dude, think about it. Like we have 600 in a small pod of commons. Like we have 600 dolphins in a small pod here off the coast. Literally. Like, 600 is not that big. It's yeah. not. See, but then I feel like like we we were pretty supportive of or we were, we were not in support of the stuff that happened with the Southern residents. Yeah, it's no one swimming with them. Yeah. And there it's 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 they're blaming it's because of what they're blaming it on the southern residents. They're choosing to blame the fact that these animals are um what's it called? Starving to death. Starving based on like engine noise and too many whale watch boats and all these things when like the straight up fact is is that they've dammed off all of the places where these salmon go to spawn. And so they're not spawning as much. No, not popular. Adam. He keeps freezing. Frozen. <laughs> Yeah, the Hawaiian spinner dolphins, I don't think there's a concern that they're not foraging enough at night. It's just they're burning too much energy during the day. There's enough food around. They're just not getting a chance to rest, which it's in the same vein. That's a concern for Southern residents, but there's also no food at all. So they're already chronically stressed. That's that's And there's no, there's no changes in, you know, you're not removing vessels from the water with the regulations they made. So I have a hard time following the train of thought that it's like acoustic vessel disturbance when you're not changing what the ferry does or the military or all the cargo ships 
or the cruise ships that are going to start coming in there again. Like you're not actually removing anyone from the situation with those rules. That's true. Very true. What is this? How, wait, you're saying there's how many spinner dolphins are there? Uh, there's different island stocks that seem to stick local to different islands. And there's because I like tried to a 600 it. and a 300. Yeah, what the heck is this number that I'm kind of with? I said, I wrote, have like, has the spinner dolphins of Hawaii or the Hawaiian population declined? And it says, over the last 20 years, the total population in those waters has declined about 80% from 2 million to 400,000. That's probably the offshore, like Eastern yeah. North Pacific. So this, according to NOAA's website, if you click on the population highlights, it says protected status. A robust estimate for population size of spinner dolphins is only available for the Hawaiian Island stock, which is estimated to be about 600 animals. The Kauai Nihihau stock is estimated to be around 600, and the Oahu Four Island stock is estimated to be around 300. Is that is both that of these like estimates uh, lack data from the stock's full ranges? Um, yeah, the Oahu Four Island stock is Oahu in the Four Islands of Maui County. All right, so yeah, that's. Well, I just was wondering, like, where did they come? Did they come to the conclusion that like swimming with these was burning the injury and they're not feeding or something? They're too lazy to feed at night, or like, I just want to know where they came up with the conclusion that the uh, this swimming is a, affected. Yeah, it. yeah, they did. They just observed a lot less resting time with the dolphins during the day. The only reason I bring this up is because I understand like the harassment level. Like if you're, like I said, if you have to keep jumping in front of jumping them, in front of them, yeah. You're not swimming yeah. with dolphins. You're chasing dolphins. But if you're like in a snorkel, you know, you take them to the snorkel zone, then the dolphins come over. I feel like they kind of are choosing to burn that energy in a way. Not saying now, that you should the... cause them to do that, but in the rash. I'm just wondering what, like, where they came up with the conclusion that it, like, is yeah, did they do a study or... on it? Like, yeah, that's all I'm. I'm just curious. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. Just... Um, I'm looking in the the one document they put out. Because if they're feeding it, I mean, and isn't that, it's also like we say like, oh, a dolphin could be asleep while it's doing, you know, it's normal activities because they can shut down half their brain, right? So is it, you know, but does it fully wake so up? So they, they, they use, here's the scientific literature. Scientific literature documents to stir, documented disturbance to individual spinner dolphins by swimming with vessels. They had a 2001 study and a 2009 study that they quoted as well as changes to spinner dolphin group behavior patterns during daytime essential habitat use. Uh, they had a 2004, 2007, 2008, two, they had two, one, two, they had like six studies for that. Dolphin directed activities concentrate daily viewing interaction pressures followed by, oh, let's see, wait. Dolphin directed activities concentrate daily viewing and interaction pressures by the following by following the main Hawaiian Island resident spinner dolphins predictable patterns of distribution and daytime behaviors. Uh, other small cetacean populations around the world where this has been studied chronic disturbance to normal behavior patterns has been linked to biologically significant impacts such as habitat abandonment and reduce female reproductive success. And there's one, two, three, four papers they cited for that. I guess I could see, I, I guess the habitat, like uh, abandonment one, I can mm -hmm. see them being like, we're not gonna go here if they're annoyed, right? Yeah. But have they noticed that in the study? Did they say like, they're showing up here? Like This is in, this is a, these studies, I don't think were from, Hawaii, the habitat abandonment ones, they were results from other places where the same thing was happening. Yeah, because I'm wondering if it's like, okay, since 2001 to 2009, we've noticed that we're seeing the spinner dolphins in this bay 80% less. Mm -hmm. and, and like, they're saying, oh, it's because there's, because we're, you know, it has to be because of the boats, right? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from all the angles. It's like, what if yeah. it's just because of food is, somewhere else now they have to keep it's just been yeah, exactly you know, moving. yeah or like the food's been depleting because of fishing or whatever else i mean i wonder i just i think that the overall thing is that there's too many companies doing it and yeah, how are you going to sure. regulate it like yeah it's like we either cut it down because we can't just say oh you know just theodore and uh 
Kate get to keep going, but the rest of you guys, sorry, we have to take like you know, we only do two permits. Like, well, this is saying that they, they do pick they do pick their essential daytime habitats. The dolphins choose these locations because of the physical characteristics of the shoreline. So close proximity to the feeding areas, but also sandy bottom habitat. Um, it's a location that allows them to visually detect predators during the daytime. And uh, yeah, so these, these locations have specific physical attributes about them that allow them to rest safely and be able to be alert for predators while they're sleeping. I mean, that's the thing. Like if, if you're, if, if they actually are noticing a change in behavior, then like the other day it's going against the Marine Mammal Protection Act, but it's like here watching humpbacks, it's like, we're not changing their behavior. They're feeding constantly. You know, it's like, that's what they're here to do. You're there or not there. Exactly. Or, <laughs> like they don't reach care whether you're there or not there. Like you can exactly. literally watch it from shore if you want to. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, it's I guess at the end of the day, like I'm, it, it is tricky and I understand like people are upset because that's their whole business, but Whatever I kind of, I, I kind of get it. Exactly. But just, it just scares me because sometimes I feel like they do put rules in and it's really just like an umbrella rule because they can't fix the problem or like they mm -hmm. won't, they, yeah. they're, they're not going to be able to make it right. And so it's like, kind of like, well, and how much time and money and effort can can Noah put at this one problem uh, to do their own due diligence and like really long-term study this at the cost of the animal's disturbance? You know, like how could they, is it worth it to do a dedicated 10-year study and look at are the dolphins starting to leave the area? And by the time you come out with the results of that, they're like way gone. And like you have had a negative impact on the population just to prove your point. Is that worth it? I don't know. It's surprising that we don't just like study these things like already, you know? Well, like there's, yeah, there's, the problem is there's not enough money for that. Like, cause they could have started studying this in the nineties and then had a good baseline to compare to, but now it's like it's a hundred tour operators and you don't have anything to compare it to. Like, what do you do then? Yeah. Like, I wonder what the number one cause of death for spinner dolphins is though. Like, is it um, bycatch? Let's see. Conservation and management. Spinner dolphins, uh, disease but i guess all animals are susceptible to disease there's definitely fisheries interactions and okay, they definitely made it a point to say like if it's accidentally take a take right like you have yeah. a lot of take yeah their threats are disease entanglement illegal feeding and harassment habitat degradation marine debris ocean noise pressure from human viewing and other human activities and vessel collisions pretty hard to hit a spinner dolphin pretty hard to hit a dolphin in general <laughs> that's pretty I, I gnarly only, the only case of that i know of is one it would have to be like injured or something maybe but the yeah. only case i i know of is a dolphin jumped up and actually um it actually what's it called stuck its it's i don't even want to talk about it but it killed itself it, it jumped into the side of the boat like full speed oh yeah i remember that story yeah, I think I showed you the photo a long time ago. But yeah, like it's it hit his head on the side of the rail. So uh, that's the only thing I've ever heard of. If I could, you know, I'm sure dolphins have been hit by boats, but like they're so freaking good at riding, you know? Yeah. At surfing the waves. I mean, I guess if you're traveling at a high rate of speed and being unpredictable, like if your boat can go 40 knots and then you're making a lot of course changes, I could see how you maybe would hit one. But, the thing but is, like most boats dolphins, cannot go that fast and handle like that. And well, also most boat like most of the time, like there's a certain speed with dolphins. Like once you get above 15, like they'll stay with you for a minute and then they and peel then off. they're gone. Like yeah. they're like once you get a certain speed, they're like, this is energy. Like now I'm burning energy. Like when yeah. you're giving them the ride, it's different. But when they start kicking their little tails, yeah. Yeah, they're out. They're out. They turn, they just, they just go, you can watch them do it. They just go. Shoo. Yeah. 
So, all right, well. Yeah. Overall, it's um, it's a fine line, right? And like, this just got tipped too far over the edge. But I, I definitely agree with you. There's a lot of concern that this could have echoing effects across wildlife viewing in general. Um, and so I guess you just have to constantly just stay up to date and operate as respectfully as you can. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So if you made it this far, what's our secret whale of the week? Spinner dolphin, I guess. That's spinner. Spinner. Just put whatever, spinner in the whatever comments. Whatever dolphin you want. <laughs> pick a dolphin that loves to bow ride <laughs> and uh yeah thanks for thanks for listening we can't wait for next weekend to see you all for uh looking for killer whales and whatever else monterey bay has to offer and cleaning the beach and all that good stuff so thanks everyone thank you bye